Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's finally here. The holidays are among... Could we play some holiday... No, not yet. Not, not yet, yet. Not yet. Not yet, baby. It's November. The holidays are here. Michaela is back in studio. Back mm. from... Oh, you're so welcome. What, I'm Greece, back, baby. Or are you Greece? Israel and Israel. Greece. Palestine. You want to try a couple li- hours? Oh, did you? Yeah, Palestine for because we went well, to Bethlehem. Across, you want, oh yeah, that's right. I know. That I is, got an extra little place in there. That's the dangerous side. Okay, listen to me. I'm not going to drag Palestine. Yeah. But it was so dangerous. Mm. They're gonna not, they're gonna have to stop the tour soon. It was really dangerous. Oh yeah yeah. But I lived. But how was the Holy Lands were beautiful. It was an experience. You know what it was, and you would have loved it too. And I think that anybody that would ever get the chance to go, it. I've never. I've always loved history, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like a history buff. No. Imagine. Imagine. But <laughs> I, I don't believe you. <laughs> but, you know, we grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. So to read, you know, our whole lives about Jesus and the Bible and practicing. A little town of Bethlehem. A little town of Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And then going, you know, I walked the area where Jesus Mm -hmm. walked to his death Mm. and I went to where Jesus was born and there was a place on the wall where I guess when he was carrying the cross the third time he like fell and hit the wall and his hand was on the wall and they now have a place where you can touch that the exact place that he touched it Mm. and the place where when he died they laid him on this slab Mm -hmm. um I lit before the resurrection of yeah yes 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 and I got to put my hands on it and I it was just such an interesting experience because um it was just surreal like I never in my whole life thought I'd ever go to a place like that and experience it the way I did. And well, who knew a big old lesbian <laughs> cruise would take you to the Holy Land? Like, <laughs> the irony in that. I know. Oh. I know. But it was amazing. And, and it was interesting because, you know, I didn't know this, but it's where the church I went to, they celebrate uh, Christians, Muslims, Jewish people, and Arabs. Mm-hmm. So they've somehow made it where... Um, like on the calendar, they all go to the same church to worship. And they, and they share the space. Yeah. It's, it's sort of the agreement because a lot of like all, all the major religions sort of 
think that their religion started in the same region and then sort of branched out, and that's why that's why there's such it's why there's a lot of danger there in that area too, in, yeah. in, in Bethlehem and in, in Palestine and in Israel. There's a lot going on, but uh, I'm glad you had a great time. I can't wait to hear about Greece too. Um, you know, Greece is on my bucket list. It's one of my dream vacations. So you know what, Greece was a vibe. Greece was such a. We went to Santorini and we uh and we went to Athens and. I, I can't say it enough. It just feels surreal. I couldn't yeah. believe it was my life. I couldn't believe I got myself there. And well, Hercules used to live there, so it's pretty cool. Yes, to go and see that's that, why I'm it sure. was very interesting. Yeah, very, very important. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad to have you back. Cleopatra. We do, we do have work to do on this first day of November. November. Oh, I can't no, believe it's November. Honey. November is when my happy season starts. The next couple of months, I'm going to be the happiest guy in the world. I told Lisa. <clears throat> Lisa goes, "Do you miss AJ?" And I go, "Yeah, I do. I can't wait to see him tomorrow." And uh, she goes, "Oh, maybe you guys should go out for Halloween." And I go. No, we're not going to go out for Halloween because I already know he's probably home so cozy. Yeah, it's over. I already have my candles it's, ready to go. I said he's got yeah. the candles mm-hmm. lit. Kingston's on the couch. Yep. It, it's over. Yeah. I, I know that cozy season has started for you. A thousand percent. And it should. Yep. Here I we cleaned are. my house yesterday thinking I of you. I saw you all over your Instagram. So rough. proud of it. She's so proud she had to post it. Um, I did. Let's do some news on the beat. <laughs> All right. Over a year after the birth of out Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg's twins, he's still defending his decision to take a two-month paternity leave to care for and bond with them. In a recent conversation with CNN's Chris Wallace, reportedly asked Buttigieg, I understand the benefits of the parental leave. The question is, even for cabinet secretaries dealing with crises that affect the American families. Buttigieg also made it clear that during his leave, he was always available to work if he was needed. He added that he felt it was important to be an example for all Americans that parental leave should be considered the norm. There's this attitude that's still out there that parenting is not work, that it's some kind of vacation. I think part of my responsibility right alongside my professional and policy responsibilities, which I never set aside, is to send a message that our entire society should take parenting more seriously. I love that. I love that. Way to lead by example because because just because you're in a position of power doesn't mean that you shouldn't also take time to bond with your child, yeah. your children. You know what I mean? You know, I will say <clears throat> I knew somebody that took paternity leave and I thought it was so stupid. I was like, paternity leave? That's so dumb. No. Um, and then when I thought about it, I was like, are you triggered, Michaela? Like, it, what's the issue? It's almost more important for men in some ways, because if a woman carries a child for nine months, and then that baby immediately is like on her, like like breastfeeding, completely attached to her from yeah. day one. The man needs to also, or the other partner, need to really like have their time as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. All right, let's get into weather. 66 in Boston, 67 in Chicago. We're getting in the 60s, honey. I know, it's exciting. 86 in Miami, 80 in Vegas, 69 in LA, and 84 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. Well, I got a new iPhone, and I don't know how to work my uh, account that sends me my vibe, so I don't have one. But you're a vibe, <laughs> right, and you're back. All right, give us advice. Give, get, us some, listen, give us something nice. enjoy November. The holidays are right around the corner. Don't stress out too much. Uh, find time for friends and family and candles. Could we enjoy Hovember? Dress like a hoe all November. Or hoe it out. I'm heading to Palm Springs Pride this weekend. I'm sure there's going to be some hoeing going on. Oh, my God. I sang in uh, Palm Springs last night or the night before. Uh And uh, the gals were out. The gals were out for Halloween. (laughs) They enjoyed their hoeiness, and I loved it, too. In honor of our girl, Michaela, who just traveled around the world and back, we're asking the question, when you get back from a trip, (laughs) do you unpack immediately? Or do you wait? And if so, what does that say about you? So, everything. 
yesterday I saw on your Insta stories that not only did you unpack, you cleaned your home, like every inch of it. Yeah. You were so proud of it. You made it into 10 stories on Instagram, which was a bit of overkill, a bit much. Okay. But I enjoyed it. Okay. Let me give you a few things. And the final end result was beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So I follow this girl. The beginning of every story. There's the whole story. (laughs) And so she does a reset every Sunday. And that's what she does. She takes you through her whole Sunday. Yep. And she films it. And she cleans. She cleans out her fridge. Whole thing. I'm that way too. Okay. I don't know what's going on, but it's like ASMR for me. I'm literally, I love watching it. You're horny for cleaning. I'm horny for cleaning. Uh I love it. I like watch it and it's like disgusting. And then she cleans everything. It's so perfect. So I was like so tired when I got home and I'm not, I'm actually not an unpacker when I get home. I'll leave it there for a couple days. I'm tired. I don't want to be bothered. But I was like, you know what? Everyone likes a clean home. Lisa's not feeling well. She has a sinus infection. Let's go. Uh, before you share your next thought, just mark that down. We need a title for today's show, Horny for Cleaning, Vanessa. Just keep that somewhere. Put that away and save it for later. Carry on. Yeah. So, and I feel like my life has been so chaotic. I haven't been home in a month. So mm. I was like, girl, let's get organized. And so I cleaned everything. I put everything away. And it made me feel, I was so tired. But I felt incredible last night. Well, you're in the company of 26% of Americans, according to a recent YouGov study. 26% immediately unpack when they get home. Another 24% wait like a couple of hours. So that's about half. That is actually exactly half. Half the people do it right away. The other half wait a few days. Okay, where where do you sit? I It depends. I sometimes like when I got uh, while you were gone, I went to Ohio for a few days to see my family. I got back. It's everything sat there for about two or three days. And then I emptied the luggage. And then that sat empty by the front door for another day or two <laughs> because our, we have a storage unit. Yeah, you got to take it basement, down. So you have to take it downstairs. I'm like, oh, my God, it's such work. Uh, it depends. Oddly enough, and I think you might have experienced this. If I travel internationally and I'm jet lagged and I'm like going through it, I usually actually unpack and clean a lot more. I don't have to clean usually because my big rule. Oh, I know this rule. I was thinking of yeah, you. You're wide, you're, you clean your house perfect before you leave. Before I leave. Yeah. My husband knows this. And back in the day, I used to get so frustrated because I'm like, just help me clean before we leave for this trip. Because the worst thing is to come home from this magical trip where they literally do everything make, for you. Yeah, make your bed every day, clean your hotel room, whatever. And then you come home to a trash home. Yeah. So I want it to be spotless when I get mm-hmm. back. I clean out the refrigerator. I get rid of stuff that might go bad. So when I come home, all I have to do is light a candle and sit on the couch. Oh, I love that. Right? If I go on a short trip, though, I don't always do that. And so that can be problematic because I don't think of it as like a whole trip. It's like a little quick getaway. Yeah. My husband, though, has got, gotten really great at, because he's super messy, super messy. But he's gotten really great at now understanding what my man needs when he comes home from a trip is a clean 
house. Well, and you would think, and I'm not like a cleaner organizer. I'm actually like a messy guy. But yeah, we know. Before I left, <laughs> before I left for the trip, I finally cleaned out my car, got it washed, got it cleaned out because I was like, "You're gonna appreciate it when you have to drive to work at 5 a.m." Yep. And I see you drove the uh, Audi today, though. So I, it was parked behind me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I got home. I, it really does. Like, for my mental health, it has to mm-hmm. just be so clean. And after I cleaned yesterday, I slept like a baby. I feel like I would have slept bad if it wasn't all clean and nice. Totally. You right? stay up at night, you have anxiety, it feels weird. Yeah, you're like, I know I have to unpack this and I don't want to. And then I canceled all my plans. I'm going nowhere this week. Oh, look at you. Who's a big girl? Who's an adult? Michaela Gordon. Listen, I don't want to brag, but I bought flights to see my brother's graduation with credit card miles. What? I don't know. I'm a changed woman. I want to be real honest, ladies and gentlemen, on this, uh, and, and our non-binary friends, however you identify, I just want you to know this. Mm-hmm. It's the first day of November, and the wheels are already falling off. I'm not prepared today. Oh, my God. I'm thinking about Thanksgiving. Yeah, only me too. Are you not wearing a bra under your no. little teeny tank top? Why would I just wear a bra? saw that when you stretched for the, the first. Morning. You're so ridiculous. AJ, you've seen my boobs more than Lisa has, okay? Like- more than nipples I'm uh, kind of a little bit upset about right now. It's a lot. Do you see my whole booby? Basically, you're wearing like a little, I don't know what we call them, but we used to call them wife beaters I know, when I was younger, I, yeah, but I uh-huh. think that's problematic. AJ, I'm just Every, doing my best here. I've got a flannel over it. And they're and they're problematic because you shouldn't say wife beater anymore. You should say person beater because you should Obviously. beat everybody equally. Yes. So that's the point I'm trying to make right now. I'm going to dig myself out of this real quick and move on. Okay, my wife. Has 12 cats and our house is disgusting. This is a really great follow-up to the last story we did where Michaela cleaned like a maniac. Dear Abby, my wife of 15 years is a cat lover. When we were first married, she begged me to allow the cat she had at her mother's house to live with us. I reluctantly agreed on the condition that the litter box was tended to and the cat would not be allowed on the kitchen counters. Let's fast forward a few years. And they live uh, They live in a house now. They lived in the trailer back then, so that was kind of crowded. Well, they live in a house now, and I think the woman took that as, oh, more space for feline friends. They're up to 15 right now, and he says the place stinks. The cats are always fighting. What do I do? It's his wife. Okay, so I had a roommate when I was 20 years old. Oh, God. The only roommate I ever had. Carrie Underwood? No. Okay, the second roommate. <laughs> <laughs> and she had a ferret. And a what? A ferret. Like one of the, it, yeah, the skinny long things? Yes. And I loved her and I didn't know yeah. what the vibe was going to be. So I moved in and uh, she had the ferret. And I remember it smelled so bad. I brought somebody home to hook up with and they were like, I'm sorry, I can't be here it sucks here and i was like oh my god okay me too it was so bad and that ferret would run amok he would break out of his cage and just go bonkers but he smelled so bad well that's the worst i i don't like cats for a litany of reasons one i'm deathly allergic so yeah. that's right there that gives me a, a pass a get out of jail free card because beyond that if if i weren't allergic at all i'd still hate every single one of them I don't like them. I don't trust them. I think they're gross. I think litter boxes are disgusting inside your house. Um, but what does this guy do? Been married for for all these years now. Uh, they've been married fifteen years, and she has oh, twelve cats. So you just ask her to what? Get rid of them all? 
wait till they slowly die off one by one? That could be years from now. What would you do if all this? What if Lisa was like, "You have to get rid of Rocco. I love you so much. I can't. Rocco's too much." First of all, <laughs> didn't know this was gonna get personal. I, right? Uh, I'd have to let go of Lisa. Multiply obviously. that by twelve, and that's uh, probably what this woman. You guys haven't seen him in his LA Dodgers hat. Oh, okay, so no cute. one's getting rid of Rocco. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's real. <laughs> okay, what if Emil is like, get rid of Kingston? Yeah, I think I think I, I think I set a bad precedent here because this You're isn't really the same. This isn't really the same because we got the dog together and this poor man got 15 cats no. and didn't want. Yeah, but, listen, okay, you have to know what kind of animal you're getting, and I feel like 15 cats. Are you talking is about the wife lot. or the cats? Because the wife sounds like a, a whole different kind too. of animal too. Yeah, listen, I actually I like cats. I don't mind them at all. 15, 12. There's no way. A and dozen. those litter boxes Disgusting. are smelly. So you have to just be aware. And cats like bring in rodents. Like there's probably dead mice around the house, like carcasses. It's just a lot. Ew. So disgusting. Yeah. Well, listen, when Lucky was dying, Lucky, my our other dog, he was a smelly guy. And we literally had to sit down and be like. <laughs> well, yeah. We he would have diarrhea in the middle of the living room while we were recording from home during the <laughs> pandemic. It was a lot. Don't be shy, girl. Go bonanza. Shake your body like a belly dancer. I love that. It's literally one of my favorite lyrics of all time. Does Shake your body like a belly dancer. Between that and uh, it's Friday, then it's Saturday, Sunday. I don't know which is my favorite lyric of the last few years, but what I do know <laughs> is that before you get to your what's popping, did you see Mariah Carey, her announcement? Are we talking about no, this today? No, are in we our, talking is it about in our it? show anywhere? What? Every year at midnight of Halloween night. She posts on social media uh, that Christmas season is here. She's officially thawed. And her videos, she starts off riding a bicycle as a witch and transforms into the goddess stop, that is Mariah stop. Carey, All I Want for Christmas. Okay, I'm obsessed with this. Do you know that my makeup artist used to do uh, used to do Mariah Carey? And she was like, Mariah Clarify, is, he used to do her? Used to do her. Got no, it. she wow. did. She used to do Mariah's makeup. And she was like... The thing about Mariah is she's actually really funny. Yeah. Like, she's got a great personality. Yeah, very dry sense of humor sometimes. Uh-huh. And very, yeah. Yeah. Like, she's a diva for sure. Oh, she's on a Peloton. This is yeah. hilarious. Yep. I so, love it. I thought I'd share that with you because this next news that you actually have for us and what's popping is a little heavier. Yeah. It's sad, sad news. Yeah, it's really sad. So, uh, take off. Uh, from the the group Migos, which mm-hmm. is famously known, I know because Cardi B's husband Offset, Offset is part sure. of Migos, uh, has been shot and killed in Houston, 28 years mm-hmm. old, um, and it was during a, a bowling alley dice game. What? Just shot and killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. cops received a call at 2:40 about a man sustaining a gunshot wound uh, at uh, the bowling alley. Uh, and he was pronounced dead. There were about 40 to 50 people at the bowling alley when the shooting took place, explaining that two other victims were taken in private vehicles to nearby hospitals. But what's even more uh, devastating is that uh, Offset was also there, Cardi B's husband, and thankfully <laughs> is fine walking away alive. Quavo was also there. Um, yeah. I've interviewed them. It's just hard. You did? All of, yeah, I interviewed Migos at the American Music Awards a few years ago. And this is just heartbreaking. You 28 go to a, years old, Go to a babe. bowling alley and you're playing dice with your buddies and all of a sudden you're dead? Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, at 28. Mm. Yeah, it's really sad. A lot of Twitter users are saying they can't imagine uh, Migos without Takeoff and Quavo together. Uh, they were family for real. 
Wait, Quavo, sorry. Sorry. You said Quavo. I've been working so long. Yeah, you Um, you flew a lot. It's just devastating. Uh, uh, Yeah, Yeah. it's just so sad. And I... It makes me so upset that people are just so careless with other people's lives. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he has a mother. He's got a family. He's got, you know, a whole life that yep. was taken. And uh, it's so sad. So we're sending so much love to the Migos family, uh, to Cardi, to Offset, to his family. And uh, it's just devastating. All right, coming up, uh, the attack on Paul Pelosi. What does it mean to democracy? We've got Ryan Basham joining us next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. That's right. We're the Morning Beat. Beat The Morning Beak. Did I just call us the Morning Beak? Yeah, like, like that's a bird? okay. Like we a are chi- the Morning Beak. Like a chicken? Yeah, I that? like it. What does that do? What kind of bird is that? A penguin? Not a penguin. Not a penguin. Not a penguin. Is a penguin even a bird? No. What is a penguin? I love penguins. I think they're so cute and they waddle around. Vanessa, you Google. Producer Vanessa, Google, is a penguin a bird? Because I want to figure this out. They have wings, but they can't fly. Did you say producer Vanessa because Shara calls her producer Vanessa? That's why you said it. You were used to Shara yesterday. Oh, God. Producer Vanessa. One day. They're called seabirds. Seabirds? Yeah, flightless flightless seabirds. Flightless seabirds. They're beautiful. Well, can you uh, listen to this? Like, penguins are cool, but, like, if you're a penguin, they're, they're lucky they're beautiful because you're born, right? And you're like, oh, you're a bird. Like, oh, my God, I can't wait to experience the world and no. fly around. But they can't. They just have to swim in icy cold water forever. Yeah, but they are under – they are a bird because they're under – Oh, I don't know how to say this word. Aves. <laughs> Aves. Aves. Like aviation. Uh, it's, it's from Latin, probably. Okay. Yeah, aviary. Well, like, I'm, yeah. this all came from calling us the morning bee. <laughs> yeah. This has been a riveting conversation. Well, it's better Can't than, get enough of it. Better than the one we're having in about 15 minutes uh, with Ryan Basham for Red, White, and so Q. crazy. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, her husband Paul was attacked. Um, and and there's all sorts of weird conspiracy theories coming out about it right now. Always. Where does this leave us as Americans one week out from the election? Midterms are a week from today. 
Um, pretty wild stuff. Also, if you do listen to us and you're still kind of curious to have the the midterm election conversation, you're not sure where you stand on some issues, I'm doing a live today at 3 p.m. on my Instagram. Uh, come hang out, talking about the candidates I support, not just here in California, but across the country, uh, and, and giving you my opinion on why I think it's important to get out and vote this midterm election. Uh, so join me on my Instagram at 3 o'clock today, 3 o'clock Pacific time, 6 o'clock Eastern. Uh, also this hour, Caitlyn Jenner can't even get the gender of another trans woman right. And I sat five feet from this this woman Friday night at Frankie and uh, Joan Grande's Halloween Spectacular and I and I and I was like I couldn't stop staring at her because there was something about her that was so just like gorgeous and stunning and she kept catching me kind of glancing over and I was like wow she's really pretty and she's actually the the person who uh, Caitlyn Jenner has misgendered. Wow. I know, totally weird. I saw her photo show up and I was like, wait, I just sat next to her at a show this weekend. Yeah. And then also, uh, I've got a Ryan Murphy story for you a little bit later on. Uh, things could have been very, very different on Glee had this story uh, come to fruition. Oh, wow. Kayla has that for you in What's Poppin'. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, though, I think it's time to get into some news on the beak. You got it, babe. Or the beak. Or the beak. Penguins. A Thai businesswoman and transgender advocate bought the Miss Universe organization for $20 million, making her the first woman to own the global beauty pageant in its 71st, uh, 71 year history. That's wild. Is this incredible? Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't a woman own this? Of like, course. of course. Uh, Anne Jokapong, the CEO of the Thailand based media company JKN Global Group, is a reality television star in her home country where she has appeared on local versions of Project Runway and Shark Tank. She also helped establish Life Inspired for Transsexual Foundation, a nonprofit transgender rights group. Following the deal with the JK and Global Group, uh, Endeavor President Mark Shapiro said in a statement that he's proud of the progress the organization has made in becoming a more inclusive and powerful platform where women can advance both their business objectives and their cause-based work. That's pretty cool stuff. This is amazing. Well, also because so often we talked about uh, this with Angelica Ross when she was on our show maybe last year about how trans women are always usually pegged as being like, oh, they're they're sex workers or they're downtrodden. They're struggling to get by. And for many, that may be true, but not for all. Yeah, and right. they're not a monolith, uh, just like any group is not. And to see a successful trans woman spend $20 million to buy this pageant is a pretty big deal. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic now, too. You know, the, a pageant that has been owned by men forever, now owned by a trans female. I'm curious to see how this all plays out. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I, uh, so do I. Uh, all right. Uh, in other news, for the first time in the nation's history, Americans from all 50 states in the District of Columbia will have a chance to elect an LGBTQ person to public office. A new report by the Political Action Committee LGBTQ Victory Fund found that the 1,065 LGBTQ candidates who ran primary campaigns, a historic 678 of them, the vast majority of which are Democrats, will appear on the ballot in November, an 18.1% increase from the 2020 general election. The record-breaking election year comes as a historic number of anti-LGBTQ laws that have been introduced in a state legislature throughout the country. And as homophobic tropes have resurfaced in the nation's mainstream political discourse. That's pretty cool. Really cool. Here's the thing uh, about our community. We don't go away. We're never going to go away. 
You could try to like, you could try to leave us on the sidelines and let us fend for our, ourselves during the HIV and AIDS pe- uh, epidemic. You can make us have to go out in the streets and march and protest for marriage equality and think that we're going to fall by the wayside. You can attack trans children in schools and in bathrooms and sports teams and everything else. And we're just going to keep showing up and we're going to show up in bigger numbers than ever. And that's what's happening right now. It's it's the response like our political discourse in this country always swings back and forth. It always has and always will. Yeah. And this is the response to all the anti-LGBTQ plus legislation across the country. All 50 states, every single, there's a lot of very conservative states out there. And we have LGBTQ candidates on the ballot in all of them. Yeah. That's a big, big deal. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into a little weather. 66 in Boston, 67 in Chicago, 86 in Miami, 80 in Las Vegas, 69 in LA, and 84 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. You know what? I love that so much. Winston Churchill. You know, just because we've got like a little second. I've talked so much about doing the cruise ship, the lesbian cruise ship, a couple of years ago where everyone walked out of my show. They Mm. didn't like it. I had like, for whatever reason, they just didn't like my show. Well, you greeted an entire crowd of lesbians by saying, hey, guys. Yeah, I did. I did. And listen, (laughs) lesbians are strict, okay? They weren't into it. Um, (laughs) They didn't like the pronouns that I was using. There was a a long line, but I've talked about it briefly. And so I was invited back to sing for them uh, last week in Greece, and I was really, really nervous, and I, I felt like I couldn't do it again. Like, them walking out on me was so crushing the last time. So when I went this time, I did my show and I got three standing ovations. And three people two, or three everybody? No, there were 300 people. Wow. And two shows, two standing ovations. And um, it's just to say, not a brag, it's just to say, like, go back to the places where you used to cry. Like, it's okay to make a mistake, it's mm. okay to mess everything up. Go back and try again. Um, and it was so good for my soul because that really like hurt my feelings so much. And so it was really good. It's really beautiful. And uh, not to one-up you right now, but following up on our aviation conversation earlier with the uh, penguins. Go on. Just so happens that uh, today is the beginning of uh, Aviation uh, History Month. So there oh, okay. we are. So the penguins are studying? We continue to learn. The penguins are in school. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am American. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for another edition of Red, White, and Q as we are now one week away from the midterm elections. We're joined now by political expert Ryan Basham. Ryan, thanks for being here. Um, My pleasure. The story everybody's talking about, but talking about in very, very different ways right now, is the attack on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband in San Francisco this past Saturday. Um, And... Uh, the Justice Department, we do know, has filed federal felony charges against the man who broke into the home uh, of, of the speaker. His name is David Wayne DePap. Uh, and but, but the, the thing that I really want to dig into is, as we're a week away from, from elections, conservatives, many of them, are campaigning on this, laughing about it. This woman running for governor of Arizona, making jokes about it. Um, there's yes. a lot of conspiracy theories. What on earth is going on with conservatives, and and how do we how do we like not allow this to become the norm? Well, I think the first thing about keeping this from being the norm is not letting conservatives get away with it. You know, I, the, one of the things that happens is that any time a conservative is challenged about this, you know, they engage in whataboutism. They try to redirect, like, what about Antifa? What about BLM? Because on the right, BLM 
you know, stands for violence against conservatives, um, which is, you know, spin, not truth. But um, the reality is that, you know, people in general, and especially we in the media, don't press back hard enough. You know, we don't come armed with enough facts. The reality is um, that uh, multiple studies and our country's own national security apparatus, which, by the way, is largely populated with conservative people, have all assessed that there's a massive uptick in threats, um, like tenfold, and the vast majority of it is on the right. Now, there are some, you know, fringe elements on the left, but it is in no way comparable. And so, you know, we really have to challenge this, challenge them on it in ways that are on the record, in ways that are in public, and press back when they try to divert, because they're trying to have their cake and eat it, too. Leverage, you know, the leverage it, but also deny it. Mm. And, and we just can't let them get away with it. I mean, what's crazy is the fact that somebody was actually able to enter Nancy Pelosi's home, ask where's Nancy, and then proceed to beat her husband with a hammer to his skull. I feel like the world is really, really just kind of losing it. And we've been on this weird like edge for a while. Um, I think as Democrats, we should be standing up. We should be fighting harder because we do. We're like, okay, peace, love, hippie. But like, clearly, we're living in a very dangerous world. Do you think that Nancy is going to completely recluse and pull out of everything uh, now that her husband has been attacked? No, I think if anything, um, you know, any thoughts she had about retiring soon might be delayed because one thing she will not do is let uh, attempted violence or real violence silence her. And I don't think her husband would want to let that happen either. So if anything, I think she and her family have more resolve than they did. I mean, look, you know, the reality is that we are in a violent time and this has happened before, you know, in the sixties and seventies, there was, um, there were far left extremist groups that were committing a lot of violence. And coincidentally in the eighties, our country went very conservative. Um, but I think what we need to remember is the people who commit the violence for the most part are, um, either not in the right mind or they've been radicalized to the extent that they no longer have a relationship with reality. And, That started getting really problematic five years ago when Donald Trump came on the scene and deliberately encouraged violence. I mean, it's not hard to imagine that he was celebrating in his own way that violence was committed against Nancy Pelosi's husband because, you know, he likes to see his, you know, the people commit violent acts against his political opponents. But this and is it, sa- sounds, it sounds like he had a hit list, so Nancy wasn't the only one he wanted to go for. And it's so disgusting. It, this is the, the party that claims religion, that claims, you know, you know the rule of, of, you know, they're righteous. They, they, they support the, the police officers until they don't believe or agree with. It's just so hypocritical. Um, and in a state like Arizona, for instance, right now, just to shift a little bit, or Mark Kelly is up for a tough re-election right now. Uh, Mark Kelly reminding our listeners whose wife was is Gabby Giffords, who was shot by a, an extremist not that many years ago. Um, and then Sarah Palin, I believe it was, was using like those little uh, bullet targets on, on maps. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people made the correlation that that was sort of suggesting that somebody should, you know, take out somebody, right? And again... The Republican Party is still okay with it because the woman running for governor in Arizona is making jokes and and pushing conspiracy conspiracy theories about Nancy Pelosi's husband's attack. Yeah, and I think no one on uh, no one in the establishment on the right is giving her too much of a hard time about that because they think she's going to win, yeah. or at least she 
might win. And if and given that, they would rather have a Republican in the governor's mansion than not. And they're willing to pay a high price for that. I mean, look, you know, um, people have been got, gotten too much of the benefit of the doubt. You know, the, the, the person who shot Gabby Giffords, the person who um, attacked uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband, these are people who have not been categorically um, dismissed by the right. They, no one, and especially this time, people on the right, the, the most senior people on the right have not gone out of their way to say violence is never acceptable. They, you know, they said this was bad, but not all of this but, was bad. But and that's I, for a reason. Yeah. I'm going to say, though, just and just like because I'm like so over it. I never think that violence is the answer, but there, the the Republican Party has been verbally, emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally abusing us for so long, and now it is become physical. At some point, we do have to fight back, and yeah. I don't know what that looks like. Who's and I'm not. Home? Please hear me. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that we need to like go out there with our fists sure, as well. Of course, but I. Like, come on, we're getting our well because butts the Republican kicked. Party has a very different approach to you know handling their own. Democrats see like a Barney Frank or Governor Cuomo mess up, and it, they're not they're not attacking anybody physically, but they're they messed up, and they both kicked out of the party quickly. They're both like taken out of their positions quickly, and they're no longer allowed to to rule. But Republicans seem to celebrate it. I wish we could talk about this all day long. Uh, Ryan Basham, uh, a message for our listeners one week out from the midterms. Make sure that not only you vote, but everybody you know, especially in states where it matters, but literally everywhere, show up and vote. We have a week. It's not too late to make a plan to vote. Well, I'll tell you this, Ryan Basham. I want to be on my Instagram live today at 3 p.m. sharing information about Adam Schiff and Democrats across the country who he supports and who I support and telling uh, exactly why I'm voting and why I've already voted the way that I did. Uh, Hop on there and say hi and answer some questions if you have some free time. Absolutely. All right, so this story is a bit triggering, and we have some audio coming up that will hopefully uh, settle your heart just a bit because – Caitlyn Jenner is back in the news and not for a good reason. So Caitlyn Jenner decided uh, to attack a trans TikTok star uh, who is about 200 plus days into her transition right now. She's on hormones right now. She's sharing her journey on TikTok, getting millions and millions of views. Her name is Dylan Mulvaney. And I had the pleasure of sitting literally across the stage from Dylan uh, at Frankie Grande's show or Halloween show Friday night. I didn't know who she was. Emile's like, oh, she's a big TikToker. She's huge, has millions of followers. And I was just enthralled by her because she has a very just stunning like appearance. She just looks like an angel. Like there's something unicorn-ish about her. And I was like, I was just, my breath was taken away, right? And I'm thinking, how cool is this that we live in this era now where young people can come out and just be who they really actually are and be celebrated? I thought it was great. Well, Caitlyn Jenner apparently has... A different opinion. I uh, okay. So let me tell you some of the things that Caitlyn Jenner is saying. So in these vi- in these videos, Dylan is explaining uh, her process and what she's going through, and, and 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 everything that you might have a question about if you were going to transition. Yeah. From the the right type of underwear to help you talk, so many and to, things, and to, to wrap, like all sorts of things that go into the process of transitioning from male to female. 
and Caitlyn Jenner was not supportive of it uh, and disagreed and said, first and foremost, somebody wrote, listen, Caitlyn, I was born a woman with a naturally plump vagina. I have been bullied for my bulge all my life. It is very hard to find clothing that doesn't accentuate my large bulbous crotch region. Please delete this hateful tweet immediately. God bless. Caitlyn Jenner's response, or there, that is in response to Caitlyn Jenner saying, he's talking about his penis. Okay, so let's break this down. First and foremost. He. And his. It's talking about his penis. None of your business. First of all, talk about anybody's genitalia. Uh, she is. Caitlyn, you literally were born Bruce Jenner. What are you talking about? And also, and also, Dylan is 25 years old. Yeah, and she's like she, 80,000 years old. But Dylan's a baby. Yes. Leave her alone. So then it goes further, and I'm going to read these tweets, and then we have some audio, and I'm going to let you respond, Michaela, because it's important that we have Sorry, this whole it's conversation. Just so frustrating. Caitlin then says, "Since when is a different opinion grounds for such <laughs> hatred and death th- death wishes? Do better." And then again, difference better. of opinion, dialogue, and conversation is critical to making progress as society. Trying to shut me down by threatening my life over and over will never stop me from speaking my opinion. Never! Exclamation point. And okay, then girl. Caitlin goes on to say. The LGBTQ community is not a community. It is a demographic. I love so many in it, but being an outspoken, common-sense conservative in it is dangerous. That's The not- left has reached new lows of violence and intolerance. Amen. So sad to see. Who, who does that sound like? So sad. Donald First of Trump. all, don't tell people to do better. You do better, Caitlyn yeah, Jenner. You don't need to talk to us at all. And yeah. our community does not accept you because you literally do not accept the community. Well, you were born yep. a man. Listen, there's a transition. lot of privilege. There's a lot of privilege. Oh my God, it's just so crazy. So Dylan, she had a response, and it's uh, it's uh, she's much more articulate and less heated than we are. Take a listen, girl. You're making me sound like I'm some creepy flasher exposing myself. I was wearing perfectly normal shorts at a mall. And in this moment, I am not as comfortable talking about my private parts as I was when I made that video. And it felt like I got outed. I didn't fully know how to tuck that early on. And I was still wearing men's Calvin Klein underwear. But after that video, two amazing trans women gifted me tucking panties and taught me how because they could tell I was struggling. And I'm just curious if you can Think back to your early days of transitioning and remember being embarrassed about your body or having strangers give you dirty looks. That's why I made that video, because I was embarrassed and I wanted to reclaim my body in a positive way. And now you've taken that and you've turned it into something really ugly. But I'm 25 years old and I am on day 233. I can't even get bottom surgery right now if I wanted to. I haven't been on hormones long enough. Now that I think about it, I I don't even think I have interest in getting to know you because the way you use your platform to publicly degrade me, it it told me everything I needed to know about you. First of all, Dylan is the classiest, most angelic human being Mm -hmm. because I literally am barely getting through this segment without saying the F word. Like, I think Caitlyn Jenner is so vile. I think she's a wannabe. I think she'll go wherever she can be accepted. I think she wanted to be, be a part of the community and then she was like a Republican. She's living off the footsteps of the Kardashians. Listen, that, that part. This, because here's the thing. I don't I don't believe for a second that Caitlyn's not trans, right? I don't believe that. However, I do believe she's very, very, very jealous of the Kardashians. Yeah, she's a wannabe. Women and wanting to desperately be like them. And Dylan just gave a masterclass in elegance and class and and, and and listen, like, 
like she said, I'm not, I met, and also many trans women never ever have bottom surgery. Just they, so we're clear. And that is also okay. Whether they want it or they can't I, afford it's it, it's a privilege. Not everybody gets to come out and be on the cover of Vanity Fair and get shot by Annie Leibovitz and also have a full team of stylists. Yeah, you did that because of Kris Jenner. Yeah. And because nobody, because here's the facts. This generation doesn't know Bruce Jenner. They don't know that they were an, uh, an, and, and athlete, I do, and an I Olympian athlete. And I don't give an F. But <laughs> also, I think that Caitlyn Jenner, and I'm sorry, I'm just so heated by this. It makes me so mad. Caitlyn Jenner is such a wannabe, kiss butt kind of person. Who, who saying, oh, his penis, asked to be like, see Republicans, I'm cool. Babe. Babe, you were born a man. And also the okay? Republican and Party. And you've transitioned. The Republican Party wants nothing to do with you. Nobody over wants and over any and part to again. do with you. And don't you ever drag our community. Mm-mm. We are inclusive. We love our community. We take care of our community. A community that you are not a part of because you're full of hate and we hate you. Okay, so I was a huge fan of Glee. Especially those first few seasons, I was just blown away by how magical it was. The pilot episode's one of the best pilots of all time. They sang Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. It took place in Lima, ah. Lima, Ohio, which is 20 minutes from where I grew up. And let me tell you, Lima is nothing like it was portrayed in Glee, but that's neither here nor there. But Glee could have been very, very different. Yeah, had, had I what? booked it when with, I auditioned well, oh, with God. Don't Stop Believing. Here goes. I could have been Rachel, but you know what? It wasn't in the cards for me. No, let's talk about other news. You could have been Rachel, then you'd be Funny Girl right now. Which yeah, another... I know. Trust me, I think about it every day. Okay, well, that's not where I thought this intro was going to go. All right, let's get to it. But uh, <laughs> you've got the rest for us, and what's popping? What is, what is popping? <laughs> okay, this is actually crazy. Uh, Mr. Schuster was not... Uh, supposed to be played by Matthew Morrison. It was, in fact, completely uh, completely written for Justin Timberlake. What? In mind uh, was Justin Timberlake when Ryan Murphy created Will Schuster, the high school Spanish teacher and Glee Club director on the Beloved series. Uh, And he said, I've never really talked about this, but the pilot was for Justin. And uh, what ultimately happened was it didn't work out. Matthew Morrison was cast. And honestly, he was like so great in it. Oh, my gosh. Justin Timberlake. Okay, it's very, very rare that I hear of somebody else who was supposed to play a role that was iconically already played by somebody and think to myself, oh, that could have worked too. I, this could have worked. Justin Timberlake would have been great. It would have worked. Because you ever also, seen him on SNL? He's yeah, a really great actor. Oh, he's, he's funny. He's really funny. But, you know, I think sometimes, and, and it would have maybe lost its magic. Mm, yes. I wouldn't have been able to see anybody but Justin Timberlake. Yeah, the, the, the kids I, are the stars. They should have, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and they were. Like, the show was so incredible. And it was a lot of... Uh, unknown people at the time really watching and I, I think I would have just seen Justin Timberlake um, but that's crazy but also how about this part he also revealed that uh, Mr. Schuster was supposed to be addicted to meth he was supposed to be a meth addict in the pilot episode and they were like this is a little bit too much uh, yeah. So they pulled it Duh. back and made it more like fluffy. So Ryan Murphy made Dahmer instead. Right. <laughs> and then he he's went been, on years later to make Dahmer. He's been Dahmer. waiting all these years. Yeah. Just to make crazy. Well, American Horror Story is well, so great. If you think about that, Ryan Murphy's made a lot a of genius. really like traumatic sort of projects that are just like a lot, like yeah. gut wrenching. And he started off with Glee, which yeah. was the most like pop, sugary, like happy over the top sitcoms of all time. 
Yeah. He's, listen, Ryan Murphy is a genius. I also, fun fact, read the other day that, uh, you know, all the people that were a part of the Dahmer story, the families um, that were distraught that it came out, they said, we didn't know. This totally took us off guard. And Ryan Murphy came out and said, that's absolutely not true. We, we reached out to multiple family 20, members. 20 family members. And they never got back to Nobody. us. Nobody. And just to your point, though, Dahmer just became Netflix's second highest streaming uh, series of all time in the United States of an English performing show. Yeah, well, we're a bunch of sickos. That makes yeah. sense. Mm. Bunch of murderers. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. We have a great hour coming up for you. Uh, it's Native America Awareness Month. Uh, we're talking two-spirited people with Roger Kuhn, uh, and uh, they're going to be joining us here in about eh, 10 or 15 minutes. And it's a really beautiful conversation, important one to have. What does it mean to be two-spirited? Um, in uh, many in many cultures, including the Native American cultures, two-spirited people, uh, which we might sometimes call uh, trans or non-binary now, right? Uh, it's a bit of an umbrella term, but uh, they were usually considered held in high regard. They were honored. They were considered to be like of both genders, which was even more beautiful. And, and it's interesting how we don't always treat uh, people who are different than the norm that way now. Yeah. So maybe this conversation will help us to do a little bit better. Um, and and also, this is a question that I would like to get an answer to, and we're going to actually talk about it this hour as well. Are drinks with coworkers a good or a bad idea? You and I went out for drinks before you left town. Yeah, I did asked it, you to go to Cheesecake Factory, and you it, said no. I, well, I've got a busy week. I'm going to Palm Springs for Pride later this week. I I've, don't got, care. I've got a lot going on. You can go to Cheesecake. Everyone it's can go to already Cheesecake Tuesday. Factory. I mean, I I need a little bit of little little bit of lead time on this. Okay. So everyone can go to Cheesecake Factory. It's two hours of your life. I know. Well, it's usually three because there's an hour wait. So it's <laughs> it's very busy at the Grove this time of year. The holidays are approaching. Oh, so. it is busy at the Grove. Yeah, the Grove. I know. When do they put the Christmas tree up? Uh, soon, any day now. They're probably going to start doing it in the next week or two. I bet. Good. Because they'll have the actual tree lighting the day after Thanksgiving, I believe. That's what I want. I've gone to it. It's chaos. I'll never go back. Uh, and then also this hour, Taylor Swift making history and making a major announcement. Michaela has all those details for you and what's popping. The gays love Taylor Swift. They love. You know, I went to Barry's boot camp yesterday. Shout out to my trainer, Ben Zerbst. If you're from Los Angeles, you've ever been to Barry's, you know exactly who I'm talking about. His husband is uh, Donald uh, Pennington, uh, who was a backup dancer for years for like everybody, right? And Ben did a whole mashup of Taylor Swift songs, the entire workout. And I was like, afterwards, he was talking to another gaggle of gays and they were talking about Taylor Swift. And I said, whoa, Taylor Swift has new music out? And he goes, oh, my God, you didn't know? And he got really excited to tell me all about it. And I looked at him, and I rolled my eyes, and I walked away. <laughs> and he goes, and he works in radio. He was so mad at me for not uh, being more excited. Yeah, but I'm not on the Taylor Swift train. I've never been. Listen, no I'm still Chino listening Shane. to Beyonce's album. 
And Adele's. Yeah, but I've never, I never, she's put out one, two, three, how many albums? I've never been like, oh yeah, like I gotta listen to that right now. Mm. And they're all, listen, this record that she just broke is bonkers, and Michaela is gonna tell you about it this hour. I would say to those of you, if you're like Michaela and you're not a big fan, um, and if, and if she gets under your club. skin, listen, just shake it off. Shake it off and keep moving. God, that song. Listen. That was a long song. What was the gay one where all the gays were in it? Todrick was in it? Oh, um, it was Shake It Off. No, it wasn't Shake It Off. Yeah, it was. Something, something. You know what? It wasn't, it wasn't Shake It Off. Sh- it was in the tra- trailer park. Yeah. Oh, God. What was it? I don't you know. need to calm down? Oh, call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. You need something to calm like down. You need to calm down. Yeah. What was that song called, Vanessa? It's not like they didn't play it on the radio 78,000 times a day. So I feel like that was her attempt at like being like Lady Gaga and Born This Way, and nobody can ever top that one. It's an iconic. No, it's a good song. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You need to calm down, Michaela. You need to calm down. I'm telling you about people to judge now, somebody I really want to talk about. Over a year after the birth of his twins. Secretary of Transportation, people to judge swins. Oh my God. <laughs> He's still defending his decision to take a two month maternity leave to care for and bond with them. In a recent conversation with CNN's Chris Wallace, reportedly asking Buddha Judge, he said, I understand the benefits of parental leave. The question is, even for cabinet secretaries dealing with crisis, that affect the American families. Pete Buttigieg said and made it very clear that during his leave, he was always available to work if he was needed. He added that he felt it was was extremely important to be an example for all Americans that parental leave should be considered the norm. There's this attitude that's still out there that parenting is not work, that it's some kind of vacation. I think part of my responsibility, right alongside my professional and policy responsibilities, which I never set aside, is to send a message that our entire society should take parenting more seriously. Listen, I love this. And also, we're not living in the, the Stone Age anymore. You can work from home and be home. It's not like he's just rid of his responsibilities, but he doesn't need to go into the office to deal with American <clears throat> family crisis. He can do it in the comfort of his own home like we all do. Listen, whether you're going to the office or not, we're going to be in crisis. So at least enjoy your time yeah. with your baby twins. Because, listen... Men need time with their newborn babies as well. Yeah, we, we can't. We can't live in a society where we think we're like we can't. We put all of the child rearing duties on women, and then later get mad at men for not being more involved in their children's lives. Yeah, you have to true. give men the equal opportunity. And to be fair, women should get more time to be at home with their children. Well, listen, and it's just the only thing that I learned from my grandma's death. You only get one time. You're either there or you're not. Like you either get the quality time. Or you don't. That's the only thing you learned? Yeah, that's like it. That's probably a, a pretty uh, a disappointing legacy for Vivian. Vivian she, got a whole album. You lost one thing. You learned one thing out of her whole death. Yeah, I should have gone to her 90th birthday, and I didn't go because I had to work. <sighs> Devastating. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Devastating! Listen, it was a good lesson, though. I've never missed anybody else's 90th birthday party. Well, I hope you carry that <laughs> guilt with you for the rest of your life. Because that's If there's I anything do. I know about being a Catholic, uh, as we both were raised, it's uh, that we carry guilt forever and never deeply. let it go. Well, yeah, then so. you add my dad's Jewish side. I'm, oh, like, entrenched. No. You're, with you're, guilt, all I have is guilt in my you're building. You're a lost cause. That's why I do ketamine You gotta treatments. stop the witch voice, though, because Halloween's over. But I didn't get to do it all week. Well, that's, I that's on you. I missed Halloween, the whole Halloween. You went to the High Holy Land instead, so that's on you. I know, I met my Jewish and Catholic people there. Really? And I was like, who do I stand with? Yeah, <laughs> in the middle. Hey, both of you, grab a hand. This guy literally came up to me, and I was in the Dead Sea, and he goes, are you a believer of Christ? 
And I was like, bro, do you know where you're at? You can't just go up to people asking about Jesus. How do you know? Like, I'm not Jewish. And he was like, well, do you? And I was like. You know, your Jewish people do believe in Jesus. He was just a prophet. But they don't believe he's the Savior. Yeah, he's not the Son of God and the Savior. This guy was like, are you saved by Jesus? And I was like, bro, can we? I'm in the Dead Sea. I'm floating. Can you I float? Should, yeah, you Can I just float alone? You should have been like, I'm mostly saved. My girlfriend Lisa and I both got saved once. Yeah. It was at a it was at a Halloween party in WeHo. Yeah. What, does it look like I'm drowning? That's the only saving I need. Okay, get away from me. Let yeah. me bathe in the Dead Sea. Did you float? Because everybody floats. I float. You, I flo- yes. You're like a Tonka truck sometimes. And I've... Tonka truck floated. Wow, that's impressive. Thank you. Let's get into weather. <laughs> 73 in D.C., 77 in Dallas, 71 in Denver, 58 in San Francisco, and 84 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. You want a vibe of the day? You know it. I think I lost it somewhere. I don't know where it is. Um, all right. Well, mistakes happen. Learn from them. <laughs> Coming up. <laughs> so stupid. Cut her mic. It's... <laughs> Bye. <laughs> The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. This first day of November is also the first day of Native America His- or Awareness Month. Uh, we're talking two-spirited people with our next guest um, uh, who is joining us um, to talk about soma cultural psychotherapy, sex therapy, uh, and also studies in sexuality studies. Uh, their name is Porch Creek. Uh, also, Roger Kuhn uh, joining us right now. Thank you so much for being here. How do you prefer we refer to you? My name is Roger Kuhn. I am Porch Creek, and I come from the Wind Clan. Uh, and most folks in my life just call me Raj, so feel free to call me Raj. Raj is perfect. I love the intro. I think that's so beautiful. <laughs> you know, I think oftentimes in our community, uh, I, I hear the conversation about two-spirited people come up in, in regards to how we handle, you know, transness or non-binary. Uh, is it really that simple, though? And what in the Native American culture could we learn from uh, as we continue to honor and, and, and grow our understanding of people who might uh, be a little bit different from us? Well, thank you. If we really start at the beginning, right, where um, prior to colonization, uh, Native nations across what we now call the United States did have gender variant and uh, members of their community who were uh, what we would now uh, probably term uh, either gay, bisexual, trans, lesbian, etc. Uh, we didn't have those terms. Um, many of us come from uh, tribal communities in our language where there is a term for folks uh, like myself and many other folks who uh, maybe don't necessarily identify with these strict colonial uh, and settler binaries that were imposed upon indigenous people. And I think that that is something that our community can learn from when they struggle with their own identity to say, well, actually, your body is your, your sexuality, um, your gender identity. That is actually the, one of the most indigenous things to these lands because there were people prior to your settler family arriving here that did have that. And that's mm. been documented um, by uh, white ethnographers and, and uh, white settlers. You know, the literature that goes back, it goes back to the 19th century on, on some of these. Uh, and I think that's like really exciting for most folks to say, hey, we have, the, we have these ideas and these practices. And how can we as a community actually highlight two-spirit people 
so that we can learn and we can sort of all return to the circle in that healing way. Yeah, that's Mm. beautiful, Roger. I want to say, you know, we're in uh, a lot of cancel culture right now and a lot of cultural appropriation. And so for people that may may not be Native American, is it okay for them to identify as two-spirited when they identify with themselves? Well, um, my perspective on this, and I'm speaking only from my perspective, is um, please don't do that. Um, Primarily because we have had everything taken from us already. Our land has been taken from us. Our culture has been taken from us. Our language. Um, And now folks want to also take uh, the colonized word that we use to describe ourselves. We were forced to speak English. That's that's a way that united us as a Native people that really helped us start to heal. And so when other folks use it, it, it to me, it stings. It's like, really? You got to take that, too? Well, listen, I'm going to I'm, be honest with you right now. This is not the first time we've canceled Michaela on our show. She's currently canceled <laughs> once again. Uh, way to go, Michaela. Um, but, I can't <laughs> win. But, but you talk about colonization earlier and, and when our nation was sort of, you know, stolen from Native Americans by white people predominantly. Um, Two-spirited people and LGBTQ plus people were were demonized, and it's yeah. inter- it's it's interesting how that must feel from your perspective to see what's happened in our culture over the course of the last you know couple hundred years. Because I remember when I, when I came out and uh, my sister found out that I was gay when she was in her she was a teenager, and my mom said to her, "Well, you know how like your brother, your big brother, is different from all of your friends' big brothers, right?" Your friends' mm. big brothers are kind of mean to them, and they pick on them. Yours is is tough and protects you, but also is nurturing and knows how to like curl your hair. Like you're mm. lucky because your big brother is both, <laughs> and that's how she described. Mm. It, which essentially mm-hmm. she was scri- describing like the, the the concept of being two spirited without actually yeah. saying that. Um, how sure. do how do we get back to a place, in your opinion, of 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 really not just like tolerating but celebrating two spiritedness? Yeah. Well, um, you were talking about coming out, right? Mm -hmm. And from my perspective, we, as Two-Spirit people, return. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why why should I come out? You know, (laughs) again, like coming out is a colonial ideology. For me, celebrating my gender diversity, celebrating my sexuality uh, is a return to my actual cultural tradition. That is so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, I remember, I, th- I love that you said that, and I'm going to start using that, because I had a friend years ago who said, I'm not coming out of the closet. I'm allowing mm-hmm. you into my closet. I love that so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it kind of mm-hmm. goes along those lines. I think yes. it is so beautiful. Is there a, is there yeah. a message you want to share with our listeners as we cont- uh, begin to honor Native America Awareness Month? Yes, celebrate us. We There are amazing Two-Spirit musicians, including myself, who... Uh, you know, have have been challenged to get our music and our art heard. Uh, amazing two-spirit writers, dancers, etc. Celebrate our art. Uh, come to the Bates Powwow, February 4th in San Francisco. Everyone is welcome. Um, yeah, learn as much as you can about two-spirit folks. We're amazing. We we can, I really believe that returning to and celebrating two-spirit people uh, will help our community to say, hey, when we return, we all return. Oh, I love right? it, Roger. That's we're all here together. We so. hope you return at some point later this month to have another conversation. <laughs> yeah. uh, Roger, Please, can I ask anytime. you? Can I ask you quickly to pronounce your last name for me? Yes, I tell folks it's pronounced "coon" like a raccoon. Okay, but so just drop like the raccoon. raccoon. So you know my family. <laughs> like a raccoon. Do you know my family's last name? No, I don't. Coon, K-U-H-N, my mom's last name. Well, well, well. There you go. Where are you guys related? We are we'll related. Be Did you invite my, your cousin my, my, on the show? 
We're, yeah, we're probably related somehow. <laughs> Roger, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing you're all of your so wisdom. You're so welcome. Mado, we say Mado and Muskogee. Mado, thank you. Oh, you're thank, so welcome. Well, I don't know thank how to you. say that, but thank you. <laughs> Cancel the game. <laughs> no. Bye-bye. So Michaela and I went to drinks a couple of weeks ago with our boss, Brian, in WeHo. And I thought we had a good time, but turns out we might be doomed now because uh, if you believe what this PSA is saying, uh, it's not a good idea. Take a listen. What is a corporate survival skill you wish you knew sooner? Do not go out to drinks with your peers. Do not hang out with your peers socially. Do not go out to happy hours. Go to work. Go home. Okay, first of all, don't okay. tell me what to do. Okay, listen, I can see both sides. I am actually, for one, uh, somebody that goes out with my coworkers. I think it's a bonding opportunity. I think it's nice to see each other outside of the office. I think it's nice because we, listen, you and I are best friends, so that doesn't count. But when we go out with like yeah. our boss and sure. the other people that we work with in the office, it's nice. You see a really human side of people that you may not see normally at work. I do understand, though, and this is why there does have to be limits, there should probably be like a two-drink max because it there's always, can there's get always tricky. One, yeah, there's always one or two employees that are like real Listen weird. Listen to me. There was an employee um, uh, a couple years ago who literally uh, got the job here, and uh, we all went out. And Is it me? Did I do this? Yeah, it is you. And she got so intoxicated mm. and acted so poorly wow. that she didn't keep the job because Oof. it was so Listen, bad. If you're get, if you're getting let go because you're drinking too much at a at a queer company, you're really doing something wrong okay. because we, we're we're very lenient and very forgiving. But you know the thing is, a lot of people can drink, but some people are angry drunks. <clears throat> they're messy drunks, yes. and people don't want to see that side of you. I'm a friendly drunk. You get really really touchy feely and. Oh, so affectionate and I love to cry. We during the pandemic we had our little pod party one time at my cousin's house and all of a sudden everybody like three people are like, Why is Michaela on the kitchen counter right now, sitting Indian style crying? First to of people? all, I don't know what it is with me. I do this sober though. I love a kitchen counter. I love sitting on a kitchen counter. But Lisa's always like, Michaela, we've got four chairs. I sit on Get our off the counter. I sit on our kitchen counter too, cross legs sometimes and just, Oh, I, I love it. And taunt my dog because he can't reach me up there. <laughs> Sorry, Kingston. Bye well, gal. Is, so I, this this is interesting because this TikTok has about three hundred thousand views so far and people are really responding to it they have a lot of thoughts um i think i have mixed emotions about this because i think by and large most adults can handle having a couple of cocktails and it forms a sense of camaraderie i think it's important to actually go out and get to know people outside of the confines of work because one first and foremost i love seeing you in anything other than this god-awful flannel and sweats you're wearing right now i love you know what i mean i like seeing like pretty michaela when she shows up hair and makeup not saying you have to always but it's nice to be reminded there's a woman somewhere underneath all that lesbian attire Uh, (laughs) but also on the flip side i worked years ago i was I, i i hosted a tv show on on fox and our holiday party one year, there was one of the female actually on-air talent and a guy who was uh, part of the sound team, right? They started uh, getting a little bit flirty with each other on the dance floor, and her now husband was not there. (laughs) So she was very much with somebody, and they got pretty flirty, and then they were kind of making out at one point, and then he had her literally like up on his shoulders dancing and dropped her, and she fell to the ground and knocked out one of her teeth. (laughs) So I say this to say, 
be careful. If you're choosing to go out for drinks with your coworkers, you're going to have to show up to work the next morning, and you're going to have to be held accountable for your actions. Yeah, but, it got real awkward, and the holidays are right around the corner. A lot more socializing oh, happening yeah. this time of year. Well, and also, people haven't been out of their houses. I think Christmas parties, staff parties no, are coming yeah. back. They're animals now. We've been cooped up yeah, for years. Yeah, you're exactly right. So They are, and they've got a real high drinking tolerance because everyone drank in the pandemic. That is very true. Mm-hmm. No, this is going to get good. I have this thing where I get older but just never wiser Midnight's become my afternoons when Okay, Taylor Swift. Swifties need to calm down. We get it. She's iconic. She might not be your cup of tea, but she is killing the game right now in a way that nobody ever has Mm -hmm. in the history of music. Michaela, what's popping? Okay, this is crazy. Like you said, love her or hate her. She has got uh, top 10 songs. Uh, The top 10 are all her songs. All 10. On Billboard Hot 100, led by Antihero at number one. Never been done. Ever. Every single song is in the top uh, hot 100. One through 10. This is crazy That's to insane. me. The first artist to claim the survey's entire top 10 single in a frame, she surpassed Drake, who logged nine of the Hot 100's top 10 for a week in September of last year. Um, but this is incredible. I mean, her new uh, LP, Midnights, which was released on October 21st, just blast to number one. And um, I think that's amazing. You know, she... Uh, she has been quite controversial, uh, in particular with Scooter Braun and that whole uh, fight that they got into where she re-recorded all of her masters. She's Iconic, brave think, and yeah. she's tough. I think that's amazing. And people love Swift. The, the Swifties are in full effect. They love Taylor. People love Taylor Swift. It's crazy. Yeah. So congratulations, Queen. That's amazing. It's so exciting. And I'm happy that a woman was the one to lead this. I think it's great. That's the thing. Like, you might not love all of her music, but I... I, I you gotta I was, respect her. I was back in Ohio over the weekend and my cousin's husband, he's like in his mid to late 40s. And we went out and that night at midnight, her album dropped. And the next day, he's like, yeah, I've listened to the entire album six times already. Oh. By like noon. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, no, her lyrics are just incredible. I'm like, you like Taylor Swift? Okay. People really, really, she is a really, really great performer and a songwriter. Like she's got her lyrics. If you actually listen to the lyrics, not a lot of people like write lyrics like Taylor Swift anymore. You're right. Also, my advice, never date her because there's going to be an entire album about you after you break up. Oh, a thousand percent. So there's that part. A oh, thousand percent. Or Calvin Harris. All right, welcome back to the show. Let's talk about Halloween costumes for just a moment, okay? The ladies of The View are in a little bit of trouble right now. Uh, They dressed up yesterday, as they do every single year, and The View dressed up kids as hot topics from 2022, one of those kids being Will Smith's Oscars slap. But some viewers said that it was in bad taste, it was validating violence, uh, if you don't remember, Smith oh did slap God. Chris Rock on stage live at the Oscars last year. And and the producer of The View said, listen, their wardrobe supervisor said, we're not trying to endorse violence. It was, But it was the biggest pop culture moment of the year, probably. The most talked about thing. Uh, what's your thought on this? Cause, so here's the idea, basically. the One of the children, because they had these kids come out in a parade like one at a time to show off these costumes from pop culture. The women were all dressed up as a famous woman throughout history. One dressed as Moira Rose with the whole Pope. Uh, remember the whole like headdress and everything from Schitt's Creek? Um, it looks like Whoopi dressed up as one of the handmaids. Uh, and 
I think Joy Behar was Peg Bundy, like iconic women in history, in pop culture history, right? Well, one of these kits came out in an all gold, like leotard, face painted gold, everything, dressed basically as an Oscar, and there was a red hand on her face. Okay. As the slap from Will Smith. Is that problematic? Or is it like, okay, let's just laugh about this and move on? Um, Honestly, I don't know if it's problematic. I think it's just dumb. Like, I don't think it's creative. I don't think it's, like, cool. I don't know if it's going to incite violence by any means. But, like, out of all the costumes in the whole entire world, that's you were like, I'm going to be the slap. Well, another another group of kids came out as one kid came out as a set, as a set of top secret classified documents uh, escorted on stage, dressed like like Donald Trump, escorted by two FBI agents. So, like, I, in a weird way, what is the view trying to know, tell us? In a weird way, <laughs> uh, what's happening? I actually think that's a little bit worse because I think we're kind of like, listen, I'm a raging liberal. I hope Trump like like literally gets everything that's coming to him. I hope that he gets thrown away, locked up. I hope he lives a long, healthy life in prison, and then like he burns for all eternity. For all I care, like literally, I just I was not. He's a vile human person, human being. He's done so much bad to so many people, right? Not just here in the United States, but he's cost lives around the world just by his his lack of understanding of basic human decency, right? So for me, even though I feel that way, I still think it's 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 sort of politicizing, putting kids in these costumes yeah, is a little bit weird to me. Yeah, this is Halloween, babe. Like, let's let's not, just let it be fun. Yes, let them be witches and doctors and whatever, whatever they want. But like this, no kid was like, I want to be the classified documents from Mar-a-Lago. No kid, th- a parent I don't put know, that my, on. My, my niece may have said that. She's six. She wears leotards and tutus to school Shut every day. I know. this. My niece is on another level. So I actually have a bigger issue with that, I, I do I too. I, I do too. I think that, what, I think I, like you said, I think that we are not allowing kids to be kids. Let yeah. Yes. Jojo Siwa, not Trump, getting taken away by the FBI. It's just yeah. a dumb con- let him be, costume. Let him be a lesbian influencer like yes. Jojo Siwa. Now we're talking. Well, also. Actually, my niece was Jojo Siwa. She was a lesbian influencer. Is my niece a lesbian? <gasps> Probably. Oh my God. Do we have it? You hope she is. Niecy, are you. Just you be nicer like to her Sia? than your mom was to you when you came out. Oh my God! You gotta break the cycle. Yeah, I do. Also, Billie Eilish and Je- uh, Jesse Rutherford were slammed for a very weird Halloween costume choice. Um, for what? Well, Billie's in on the joke, but essentially, uh, the, the thing is that he's much older than her. You know what? Right. So they dressed up like as like a, a grandpa and like a younger girl. First of all, that's the most clever thing that we've said in a this baby, entire conversation. A, a baby and an old man, to be fair. Okay, to be fair, let, you know what we should do? We should cancel everything. I want everything Listen, canceled. Well, I'm going to tell you if this. If you have a sense of humor, I want to cancel that too. Well, so I got to give a shout out to our good friend, Drew Dorsey, mm-hmm. friend of yours as well. She was in our wedding party. Love Drew. One of, one of my husband's best friends. And every single year, she goes all out. Yeah, and just, she's She gets iconic. very, very, she starts planning in June. She has custom pieces made. It's a whole thing. Last She's fabulous. year, she goes to the Michael Jackson, or the Jackson family Halloween party every single year, which is also iconic. And last year, she won the costume contest. She went as Brandy's Cinderella. Oh my God, she right? looked incredible. Well, this year, she went as Halle Berry's Catwoman. You know, the one that had the cutouts and the strap across the tummy and the bra and the cor- everything. Guess who reposted her? Halle, Halle Berry. Berry! It was incredible. I'm also proud of you for calling her Hallie and not Holly. Well, you called you... her Holly Berry for so many years, like um, it's Christmas. Listen, I went to Jerusalem. You know where? <laughs> you know where Halle Berry's from? Ohio. Ohio. Do you know how I know that? AJ? I tell because you every time every we mention we her talk name. About Halle Berry, do you, you say, "Do you know where she's from?" And I say, "Ohio." And you still call her Holly Berry. <laughs> so here we are. Happy Halloween. Tell me something good. 
All right, I think this is kind of a cool idea. I don't know if I'm ready to sign up for it just yet, but a village in India, a town uh, called Vadgaon, of about 3,000 people, all right, pretty small town, they have implemented something to help their residents get to know each other again. So every single day, a siren goes off at 7 p.m., and that is alerting residents to turn their TVs and smartphones off. For 90 minutes, every single night, this happens. And everybody has to turn it off and reconnect. It's a good idea in theory. I think yeah. it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. People are still trying to have conversations. But if you tell me that what time I have to do it, I'm not doing it. How are they I'm gonna, not doing it. How are they going to know? But I think it's really cute. I think it's a cool idea that they're trying to go through what they call a digital detox. You do that every now and then. Yeah, I do. I'm about to detox from Twitter because Elon Musk is going to charge $19.99 a month to stay verified, and I don't really care enough. Wait, what is? Elon Musk. Is charging Twitter? Oh, 19 he, oh, he fired the whole, everybody on his board of directors, fired them all with cause so he wouldn't have to pay them settlements and saved millions of dollars. These poor people just are out of jobs now with no settlement. And he's going to start charging $19.99 a month to either buy a blue verification check mark or to keep it. So I've had mine for many years. Oh, you're kidding me. I'm not me. spending 20 bucks a month for Twitter. I don't even Twitter. use Twitter. I don't use Twitter either. The only reason I go on there is to find out if we had an earthquake. Yeah, I Every literally time. don't. It, listen, between also, and we haven't talked about this because I've been gone, but maybe we should. Kanye West. What is going on with everybody? Kanye, they're Elon, all, they're all losing they're it. They're all losing their minds. Yeah, yeah. unfortunate. All right, this story is uh, better. We need a good news story. Uh, Disney... Um, is known for making big statements with small films. And one of the newest shorts from Disney Animation Studios says a whole lot in just two and a half minutes. It's about a larger-than-average ballerina dancing her way to body positivity. Now, we've known, you don't have to be a dancer to know that ballerinas have extreme eating disorders. The yeah. pressure that they've been put under is unreal uh, because they have to be picked up or they want to look delicate or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, Black Swan was a great example of mm -hmm. that. Um, but Disney's saying, no way, all bodies matter. And uh, let's go into larger than average ballerinas. I love it. I love it so much. F oddly enough, I always wanted to be a ballerina and we couldn't afford dance class, but I wasn't a little sticky girl either. No. Like I was curvy. You're a Tonka truck. I was a Tonka truck uh -huh. guy, and I I felt stupid. Yeah. Also, even wanting to think that maybe I could. I wanted to be a dancer too. My mom told me that kids would call me gay. Sure. Well, look everything. how that turned out, Kathy. She ruins everything. I love this for Disney. Their shorts are amazing. They did one a few years ago uh, with the same sex couple. That was really sweet. Uh, it's sort of their way of tiptoeing into a space and seeing how it takes off. I wish they would have made this a full feature. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, why? Like, why? It's 2022. We can have full figured everything. Yeah. So, but I think it's great. Do you, speaking of full feature, did you see Lizzo as Marge Simpson? No. <laughs> so Was good. it fabulous? So good. Look her up. The Halloween costumes were really good. Yeah. I loved them this year. Yeah. I feel like people, did you see Heidi Klum's The Worm? No. It's disgusting. She does really great ones every year. So good. It was so good. All right. Well, that's the end of our show. Uh, happy November 1. We're getting close What is to... November 1? <laughs> Who are you? She goes away for a week and she forgets how to say words. Happy November 1. <laughs> Listen to Loveline later. They're talking relationship skills on November 1. Bye. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 